This time on episode 472 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we talk the two-part season finale of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, episode 15, OMG issue number one, and OMG issue number two. I'm Anthony Bachman from All Things Good and Nerdy, a geeky podcast, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director S.P. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Marvel Comic Book universes as told on screen by a little hampered company called Marvel Studios. The show is recorded on Saturday, May 13th, 2023, a day before Mother's Day. Hi, Mom. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast L-E-S-Y. Come and join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch on to it, we like talking about Marvel. Because even S.H.I.E.L.D. has a texting limit. If you'd like to talk to us about S.H.I.E.L.D. and their texting limit, you can find us at our website, legendsofshield.com. If you're old, like me, most of the time, and you just don't know how to text, you can still leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you have stories about people being angry that you didn't return a text within five minutes, you can share that story on our Facebook page, Legends of Shield Podcast. If you want the feel of texting, but, you know, not quite, you can get a hold of us at our Twitter, at Legends of Shield. If you want to have a video game playing in the background while you tell us stories about all the times that people just did you wrong with text messages, make sure to tag us over on YouTube. Over there, we're going to geek. And if you want to exchange long-form texting in a group setting, join our Discord server at gonnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. This week, we have the finale for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I'll tell you what, it's been a fun eight weeks covering this. And yeah, even though it's not meant for me, we're going to talk about how it ended. So you guys ready to ramp up? I mean, there was texting back and forth about this. You guys ready to go? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, episode 15, OMG, issue number one, premiered on Disney Plus, April 29th, 2023. And episode 16, OMG, issue number two, premiered on Disney Plus, May 6th, 2023, a mere seven days ago, is it? Let's see, do the math. Seven days ago. Michelle, who is the greatest imdb description reader out there well i think that's me of course okay here we go omg issue number one lunella uncovers the history of the original moon girl 
as she struggles to thwart a powerful villain's plan to use her portal for evil. OMG issue number two, Moon Girl faces her greatest challenge yet and puts everything on the line. All right. I have decided to start this discussion as to why the season needed to not have a cliffhanger. That's what we need right now. We need to discuss why no cliffhanger. Because it hurts my feelings personally. Because you don't know if you're going to get a season two. That's true. We know now. What do we know now? There's going to be a season two. Oh, there's going to be a season two. And we got a cliffhanger in this one. So, yeah, I think they did pretty well in it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Cliffhanger? Good? No? It made me angry. So, yes, good. (laughs) Because I'm like, but I need to know. How could it end here? I need to know. This isn't like the alphas cliffhanger, right? This is a good anger. This is a good angry. This is a good. This is more, I guess, outraged. Like, I am outraged that I have to wait for more. I wonder when they knew they were going to get a second season. I can't remember when that announcement was made. I'm trying to remember the cliffhangers that we know. So Agent Carter was a cliffhanger, right? When The way it ended. What else in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a cliffhanger that was not resolved it, within the, the own property? I have an answer for when season two was announced. Yes. October 8th, 2022, before the show even premiered. So they had plenty of time to change it if they had to. Okay. And considering last week's, well, the episode 14 ended with the Beyonder looking at Mimi going, they're coming for you. That would have been, I guess, the cliffhanger as well if they didn't have those two extra episodes. No, it seemed to have been worked in there. Yeah, so you're talking 16 episodes, about 20-some minutes apiece. So we'll just round up and say three an hour. With potty breaks, about two an hour. So if you wanted to binge this in an eight-hour period, you could definitely binge this in an eight-hour period. I think it probably actually would have gone better if you binged it in an eight hour period for me personally. I mean, it was okay the way it was, but I think it would be better binging. So I watched, I guess the first half of the season binging it. And I have complicated feelings about binging because on the one hand, I realized that like, yes, TV, you know, when it's released weekly, it's meant to be experienced like this. But then I'm also somebody who really, really, really wants instant gratification. So I'm like, give me everything now. We were talking before the show. I just finished binging a two season series that was also, I think, close to 16 episodes. I've been thinking about this since last night. I really want more of the show now. Binging this one just kind of feels different, though, for the first 14 episodes, at least, because you have that little bit of continuity in between them, but it's like, 90s kids cartoons continuity where it doesn't really matter so like it's not like you've got a story that's oh they're leaving you on this little cliffhanger at the end of the episode and then you instantly get the answer week after week after week which in the binging case would be five seconds later so binging this one to me was fine like when I went and watched three weeks worth of stuff because of a couple episodes I had to miss here, the only difference was I had to actually tell myself I'm allowed to watch more than two episodes and remind myself about that. But I didn't feel like I experienced this specific show all that differently 
until I got to these two, because going from issue one to issue two did, I think, really get made with the intent of, oh, crap, at the end of issue one, I'm going to have to wait and see what happens. And this one gets weird. And TV now is getting made differently anyway. So it's kind of hard to compare things. But this one, I think binging is relatively okay. First point. I have two points. First point, there's a lot more out there now. When I was younger, there was a show called Dallas. And I mean the original Dallas. And someone shot JR. And all summer long, people were talking about who shot JR. We had this little booklet called TV Guide where there were some articles and you had to read about what was on TV and you got a little blurb. So maybe you would like it or not. But with so much more out there, that is one of, we talked about how there's, you know, this bright side of there's everything and there's the downside, there's everything. Because of that, I think to survive in this new market, you need to be able to give a little bit more faster. We're even seeing faster times for a movie to become streaming now because of just everything out there. That's point one. Point two is it reminds me of reading a comic book monthly versus waiting for the graphic novel and waiting monthly for a comic book i can understand why there are people out there that are like yes i have time to read this and then i'm going to go back and look at all the art and analyze it and by the time i'm done consuming this and tying it into the overall continuing you know the the next issue is out that's the way it should be but i'm sorry for me i just have time to read things and so yes i'm a graphic novel person I'm willing to wait until all those six things are compressed into one thing. And so I can just sort of read this little mini arc. I do like the collecting of things, the story together. I am not anti-binging at all. I was just wondering how everybody thought about it going into it. Another thing I want to discuss is the world building in the series. These episodes in particular, not only do we get S.H.I.E.L.D., we get Agent Maria Hill. Not only do we get Agent Maria Hill... The voice actor was Colby Smulders. Hashtag it's all connected. That's, <laughs> I mean, we had, we had mentions of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love how this became, it started off, we got to know Lanella, we got to know Casey, we got to know their family units, we got to spend time. The world building became part of the story. And then I loved how it went from this little nuggets of getting to know everyone. And then it spent out in like another circle of getting mentions of shield here. We got a little thing of captain America, Sam, captain America. Then it went bigger. And then we got shield actually coming in in the past. And because we got to know them, it meant something, which is why a lot of people make the argument that the Eternals should have been a series because there were so many people in it. And we didn't care about any of them. So there are times when a movie works, but then there are times like with Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur where we needed to get to know everyone and the family dynamic. So when the flashback happened with Mimi and she's looking at all of her you know, life memories, it meant something because we had time with all these people. Yeah, it's, it handles world building in the way that I like, which 
like Michelle said, is like you start very small and intimate and then slowly widen the world so that you don't get info dumps. You don't get overwhelming people with little details. You learn things as the character learns things. And we see over the course of the series, Moon Girl going from just, you know, I have this very small circle of people that I'm comfortable with to her becoming more secure in herself, her becoming more confident in her abilities as Moon Girl, her and her bond with Devil Dinosaur and Casey just really cementing. And by the time we reach the finale, we have that world building where, yeah, like you said, the flashbacks become more, they hit us harder because these are characters that we've grown to know and love over the course of like however many hours. I can't do math. It's too early. This is a giant, great example of show and not tell because these characters are just showing us what's going on with their world. Devil just talks about Spider-Man. We don't need to have an explanation of why he knows who Spider-Man is. You have Captain Falcon coming in. That's always what I'm going to end up calling Sam Captain America because it just makes so much sense in my head. Plus Falcon Punch, that's just hilarious. But you know, you've got everybody just kind of naturally getting things in. And one of the things I really hate in stories no matter what medium is when you have somebody come in and, Oh, I'm going to tell you all about the background of what's going on because you don't know, but we all know I'm really doing it because of the viewer or the reader. And like, we didn't get that here because we don't need this here. For one thing you're in the MCU. So they're kind of assuming that people are going to have a general knowledge of who Marvel characters are anyway. And really, that's all you need with this. But, you know, you can get those deeper looks at people as they actually find out naturally and not through a forced point of view character who basically only exists and able to explain things to us. I'm trying to remember going through all the episodes that we recorded. I don't think anybody, any one of us called it that Mimi was the original Moon Girl. No. But we did call that she was really important. We did call she was important. We did call that she knew at the beginning. Okay, so it's been a while since we've seen a picture of OG Moon Girl. When she shows up at, you know, she, we see the picture at the beginning of, this, of the first episode that we did today, the part one. I was watching it while I was eating dinner yesterday. And I was watching it with Scott. And I looked up and I was like, Mimi's the original Moon Girl. They have the same shaped jaw. And a couple minutes later, turns out I was right, but that was the closest I called it. I didn't call it way back. I love that one of the ways she figured it out was by cleaning Lunella's room and being the one to wash her super suit. <laughs> I, I just thought that was just classic. And of course, you know, my blueprints and everything, there was that bigger science reason, but those little moments of... You know, I go in there and I clean your room. Of course, I'm going to figure it out. And I really loved how that also implied that Lunella has the general super genius problem of I'm really smart in my spot and then really dumb in some other areas. Oh, yeah. 
I particularly loved Mimi vacuuming the lab, lifting up Devil's tail and vacuuming under there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Devil came through in this whole thing as well. He was the guy that this doesn't happen without Devil being there and being able to pull off the the big brutish moments that he does. Just his pure size gives him some advantage, so he was able to pull that off. I really like how they characterized him. It's so easy to make, you know, a an animal character just an animal. The give, it being a cartoon gives us a lot of leeway. I really loved how the show incorporated like very comic book like you know, you could see little like images of what they were thinking or what they were saying, stuff like that. The more I would watch the show, the more I realized his character he is basically my best friend's dog who is giant and thinks he's smaller than he is and just loves everyone, just wants to be included, is kind of destructive because of his size. And they managed to do what I like in, you know, animal-human partnerships on shows, which is and remind you that, hey, no, Devil Dinosaur is an integral part of the team. He's not just, you know... A conceit. He's her best friend other than Casey. You know, they have this bond after everything they've been through. And we re- get reminded that Devil Dinosaur has an intelligence. And I really like that. It was really cool to me to be able to see Simon Phoenix on the screen again. <laughs> okay, so yes, Wesley Snipes was the voice of Maris Morlock. And I'm so of two minds whenever anything comes to Wesley Snipes, because on the one hand, I love the original Blade. I'm planning to do a rewatch of Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, pretty soon. But on the other hand, he severely abused Halle Berry enough so that he caused her to become deaf in one ear. So, eh. But he did a good job with the voice. For those that didn't get the deep cut that I made right there, Simon Phoenix was the character that Wesley Snipes played in Demolition Man. So I kind of was equating the two characters there. I haven't seen that. It, oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no. Nope. It's right up your alley, too. It's cheese. It's sci-fi. It's uh, the three seashells. Three seashells. Come on. You've heard all about it your entire life. You have no idea what this movie is. You need to watch it this weekend. Yes, please. I think I'll take care of that. Yes, but um, we got another villain of the cool motivation, still murder variety that Marvel is really good at. You know, we have here somebody who, again, one of the things that they do on Moon Girl is they are doing like these introductions into serious issues, like whether it's, you know, the realities of black hair care or here what we got was you know the the hidden figures in science there's a a long and still ongoing history of non-white scientists particularly black scientists having their contributions stolen erased last week i wasn't able to be on but one of the things that i had noted was at the museum that they went to it's named after a very important black inventor who had 
some of his inventions basically stolen by Thomas Edison. We have the, you know, the hidden figures in NASA that were partially responsible for like the first space flight and all that. And we have somebody who their motivation is they were locked out of recognition. They were locked out of having a legacy because of racism. And it's infuriating. It's unfair. It's only recently started to be acknowledged. But again, cool motive, still murder. This is the one little quibble I have with the episode is that I don't know if you can really jump straight to the idea that they weren't getting the recognition because of racism. Like it's sitting right there. But we don't have any indication from that main scientist that stole it from him whether he was doing it because of racism or whether he was just doing it because he was a general asshole and he would have stolen it from anybody. And that's the one problem with this being a kid's show is you can't really get that real answer. So I'm going to lean really heavily toward, yeah, it's because of the racism, because of the real life history, because of everything else, because it's a kid's show and they're not going to show somebody being super racist in a cartoon made for eight-year-olds. But also, is it ever really too early to start learning that that stuff happened and gets you on the track of finding out who the real creators of things were? Yeah, the fact that it wasn't just that one guy, that it was all the people who got to be in the room where it happens were white men, and they very deliberately show these two black characters being shut out. It's, again, they implied it as much as they could without him calling them a slur or something i just want disney to bring the hammer down and say it outright that's all and they're never going to do it yeah not unless it's a live action sports movie <laughs> i didn't know it was morlock right away i have no history of this character of moon girl and i didn't know morlock i thought when we first saw it that it was actually blue marvel it was uh, adam Bashir. i thought at the beginning i was like "Ooh, we're gonna get blue. this is how we're gonna get blue marvel in the mcu but it wasn't. It was more like, it's fine. I was just confused as to who it was for a hot minute. And I'm glad that it was expanded. I don't know what's up with the ring. I think the ring is just a, like a visual thing. And it's, you know, oh, now I have the power. So regarding Morlock, he is a character in the comics. He has, he is once again, another villain to receive a glow up on this show. And connected to our next episode, in the comics, he's one of the ones who's partially responsible for the, for the creation of Adam Warlock. All right. I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yet, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to cover it next episode. We were supposed to cover it this episode. I should have covered it at the top of the episode, but we couldn't because we had people, and I won't name who it was multiple people that could not get to the theater in time. So we're going to have to slay that towards the next episode. But uh, yeah, we've all seen Adam before. It's been in Marvel in the post credits before. So we all know who you're talking about. Yes. And uh, we have seen him in the trailers and everything. And the only thing I will say about Guardians 3 is bring tissues. I cried seven times. Oh, you're going to kill off seven of them? I didn't know there were seven guardians. <laughs> ah! 
I have not been spoiled on anything in the movie yet, so I okay. Just just bring extra bring extra napkins in when you get your popcorn and drink and everything. Okay, will do. But uh, yeah, back to Maris Morlock. You know, he's again he's another villain in that vein of like Killmonger, where it's cool motive still murder, and or in here you know throwing racist jerks into a portal where they get eaten by weird monsters and then pulling weird monsters out of the portal for his revenge and kidnapping kids and grandmothers and basically don't do any of that just well i mean i guess throwing racists through a portal is okay check where the portal goes first because yeah. you you okay, don't want to yeah. send them somewhere bad but if they're going to get eaten then yes throw them through the portal well, no, it's not even that. You could send them to some place where they could team up with somebody even more horrible and make even a compounding exponential horribleness. Also true, yeah. Battle world, let's go. Bottom of the Marianas Trench. That's not really a different world. That's this world. Have you seen the wildlife down there? That's a different world. Yeah, we know so little about the ocean. Yeah, we know more. We know more about space than we do the ocean. We yeah, do. it's wild. And there's a reason for that. It's physics. It's easier to get to space than it is to go five miles down. This is very true. Although there was that great movie out. It was a documentary. It was called The Core. Did anybody watch that? Where you tunnel through. I thought you were going to say The Abyss. Well, that too, but that didn't go down that far. I think that was just uh, The Atlantic. I don't know. Good question. I don't know where The Abyss posted. I love the abyss. I love the movie, but uh, I just don't know where it takes place. The bottom of the ocean, I get it, but I don't know where in the ocean. And well, this planet is what seventy, eighty percent ocean. So the Caribbean, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, it doesn't get. It's been that forever since I've seen it. Deep in the Caribbean, it gets deep because you got the shelf right there, but it doesn't get that deep. I guess something wrong with the movie. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Anybody else have any other thoughts they want to talk about? Because this was a couple of interesting episodes. So only kind of tangentially related, but I was doing my usual IMDb hopping while watching the show, you know, looking at the voice list and everything. And finally, I ended up looking at Liebe Bearer, the voice of Casey, I ended up looking at her profile. And it mentions a sister, Ariella Bearer. And I'm like, that name is really familiar. So, Casey's sister, in real life, is Gert from Runaways. Nice. I wanted to talk about Casey, because this whole thing doesn't happen without Casey. Casey came through with a couple of things. The yarn board, and I've got something else for Casey, but you want to say something about Casey, too. I love her, you know, we... Her interest in fashion and everything over the course of the show is not shown as frivolous. It's shown as useful as, you know, it's creative, but it's also functional. And here we have those, you know, those those pillows and those shirts that have the, the dual sided sequins. Well, she does that. But the other side is basically an invisibility cloak. It's pretty cool. I got some strong ghost spider vibes from that. I mean, that honestly would be more of a Miles Morales thing, but I appreciate it. It's in the, it's in the name, Ghost. I know, it's really weird. We don't have time right now for me to get into why it's Ghost. 
I'm trying to throw you a bone and you slap me down. Thank you much. <laughs> uh, I got a new little Gwen. Oh, Aww. of course you did. Every week, a new Gwen. And not in the way that everybody's thinking that I just said that. But the other thing I want to say about Casey is, I don't know about you guys, I think she would make an excellent S.H.I.E.L.D. PR person. Uh, yeah. She might be too excitable, though. Well, that's exactly what you want for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, she's, she's excited about what she's doing. She's ambitious. She's smart. She's multi-talented. Casey's a really fun character. And I really love her as kind of a foil to Moon Girl. Their interests are different, and yet they are both incredibly competent in their particular sphere of interest. And she's I mean, a great detective. I mean, yeah. if Casey was in S.H.I.E.L.D. all those years ago, she would have found Hydra in like three minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, could you imagine her on the TV doing the public service announcements when Galactus is coming in on planet Earth, right, about to invade? She'd be like, oh, yeah, her eyes bugging out and everything. I think it'd be great. It would be what the situation required. She would be, yeah, again, such a good publicity person. Just, she's a fun character. I'm glad we got her. She reminds me a lot of, names are escaping me right now, but she reminds me a lot of the main person that you see in the support group in the support track in my hero academia the girl who can see like five miles away and makes all the gadgets that end up exploding and being almost useful but super horrible i still need to watch that show but just the enthusiasm for everything and the wanting to help everybody out and her people out and being so excited about being able to make them better that is who Casey really reminds me of. And if you haven't watched My Hero Academia, go do that. So, Chris, you had some insight into the meaning of the title OMG. OMG for me, I'm thinking, obviously, you have what they're wanting you to think first, original Moon Girl, because that's what they keep talking about. But then there is this meaning 1B that I think is oh my goodness, this show is so suddenly super important. Because for the first 14 episodes, it's just a fun trip with a superhero and we're going to get our thing and it's going to be fun and whatever. And you know, you'll know, you have some nods to other Marvel properties and be fine. All of a sudden now, with shields coming in here, with the portals, we've seen the portals from What If having the same kind of monsters coming in. We've seen older versions of these heroes passing the torch onto a new person there is just so much here that i think this has gone from hey here's a kid show that a parent can worst case stand being in the room for and you know obviously best case actually enjoy it with their little kid this is now suddenly here's a side entrance for kids into the mcu where they don't have to go back and start from the beginning of everything. They can start from Moon Girl when they're young and go this way. And you can tell the parents or anybody who's stuck watching this with somebody younger, yes, this thing just goes and it, it's fun, but uh, just like cotton candy popcorn kind of thing, you know, you eat it and it's gone. All of a sudden, here's all these things you can look for in it. 
here's how this is suddenly so much more important just through these last two episodes. And it goes with the whole, oh, Mimi's going to be the one to sacrifice herself to go through the portal. And that's going to be the safe ending because this is a kid's show. And it's like, no, no, Moon Girl is going to let go and go through the portal. And then we get that amazing shot of Mimi with with her, you know, like, I, I think it's a wrench or something. And it's like, oh, we're going to get her back. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. There's a portal. Moon Girl, Lunella goes through the portal. What do you think is on the other side? Where does she portal to? I've got some theories, but where do you think she is? Lauren? I mean, I kind of hope like the dinosaur world so she can make friends with more dinosaurs. All right, Chris. I think she is on the moon with Wheatley. (laughs) Michelle? So many choices, I know. (laughs) Part of me is like, that one world with Doctor Strange is the zombie or something. There's that one. Are you talking about Strange Supreme or are you talking about Zombie Supreme? Zombie Strange. Yeah, it's one of those. Like one of those like Doctor Strange ones. Where do you think? Well, you know, I was racking my brain on where they would go. And I was thinking, you know, they brought up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it could be Maveth. You know, Maveth is a thing. It could be Maveth. She could go back out there, maybe hook up with a former Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. character. That would be a way to bring the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters in, right? That would be kind of cool, right? And I was thinking, well, it's a portal, so it could be Kamataj, and she could end up, you know, on Wong's couch watching reality shows. So, you know, that'd be kind of cool, too, right? That would be cool. She could go to a world where Iron Fist was good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, would that we were all in that world. Then I got thinking, you know, I think it's going to be along the lines of what Lauren was saying with Dinosaur World, except for not Dinosaur World, but we have to bring in a certain aspects of the Marvel characters anyway. So, of course, let's go Savage Land. Let's put her in Savage Land, make a bunch of dinosaur friends to bring back so Devil can have some friends. I think that's where she's going. Moon Girl and Boom Boom? Yes. (laughs) That would be fun. So I don't know what they're going to do, but writers, we gave you some ideas. So hopefully you've got something in mind already because uh, she's got to get back. The thing about Savage Land is there's not a lot of tech there. So it'd be very, very difficult for her to get back. Just like at Maybe it would be difficult for her to get back. And those are just five, like five, one, two, three, four, five. So those are just six examples of where we think they're going. If you've been listening to our coverage of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, please let us know where you think they are, because we want to hear your predictions. This is wide open at this point. Just looking forward to uh, seeing what's out there. All right, we're going to start closing it up. Last thoughts. Chris, you get to start. I'm so excited for wherever she ends up, because like you said, you could go anywhere. You can bring in anything. It's just a complete blank slate. Most of all. I'm just excited that there are new entry points to the MCU that don't require you having to go back and watch a bunch of things to catch up. Or, you know, even if you don't mind watching it, that's days and days of watching all the MCU movies. So have this new entry point, be good, and just, like I say on my own show, just find yourself a new favorite character. 
When I go back and I look at the cast and you get Alfred Woodard as Mimi, it's like, hey, we got Alfred Woodard to play Mimi. She is one of the most amazing actresses of all time actors. Before, you know, she's just amazing. Yeah, it's like from the beginning, we sort of like should have perhaps realized that she was a bit more. We knew she was important, but a bit more important considering it's Alfre Woodard. It's an amazing show. I'm glad we watched it. At first, it was just go, oh, we were just going to watch this. We thought it was kind of fun. And now there's a bunch more layers that we didn't see coming. I mentioned when we started this, I love the voice actors. I love the animation. I love the music just the vibe of the whole thing. And then you add in the fact that it actually has a really good story. I'm really happy we watched it. I cannot wait for season two. And oh, I just, I think I'm going to have to rewatch it a couple of times just because it's so fun. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Along the lines of what Michelle just said, the Beyonder, played by Lawrence Fishburne, we're going to get more of that character. It's going to be instrumental in getting Lunella back, I believe. And the Beyonder is now probably going to either be on the planet or wherever Lunella is, or be helping Mimi out and Casey. And the combination of Mimi and Casey and Devil, that's going to be cool. They're going to need a new lair because they got exploded. And it was pretty neat that Mimi knew that it needed to be self-destructed and was down there trying to self-destruct the whole thing. I mean, as, as soon as that happened, it was like, OMG, this has been going on for a while. And it, it was really cool. So I'm looking forward now to finding out what happens in season two before I was kind of like, yawn, this series is not for me, but not just for the story. I want to see what happens. And we'll see how it goes. And hopefully this catches on with the younger crowd, obviously made to bring the younger crowd in as an entry point now that we're so many years down the road from when the MCU was uh, first created. I mean, Michelle, you were mentioning this uh, a few weeks back that kids have grown up with the MCU. It's like kids that grew up with the Harry Potter series. That's what they grew up with. And now the new generation of kids gets a new entry point with these animation series. So really looking forward to all that. Our next episode we'll be covering Guardians of the galaxy volume three i'm looking forward to seeing it i'll admit it i have not seen it yet i want to see it closer to when we actually podcast on it but at this point i probably could have gone to see it already then seen it again before we podcast again so maybe i might do that just to get a couple of hits at it before we talk about it because i've heard good things about it everybody that's gone it wasn't a don't go see it it's you need to go see it so i, I plan on going and seeing it so that's what we're going to do next time. And in the meantime, Lauren, I believe you have something you want us to do. Yeah, I think um, we should hop into a portal and peace out. Thank you very much for listening to us. We really appreciate you sticking with us through Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And if this is your first podcast that you're listening to because you've heard great things about the thing, go back, watch all of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, and then listen to us talk about it and let us know 
what you think about it. And yeah, looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy in a couple of weeks. I thank everyone for interacting with us and listening to our show. We have a very vibrant and lively Discord community. And final note about portals. I just hope Lunella knows the cake is a lie. <laughs> the cake is a very important thing. My wife is actually going to be spending the afternoon finishing a cake for Mother's Day. And I'm hoping she made a smaller one this time because we always get stuck bringing most of it home and then I have to eat it. And that's part of the excuse that I'm going to use for why I have to keep buying new pants. So if you would like to be our friend and live anywhere near me, I will give you free cake because any cake that you eat, I cannot eat. And sharing with your friends is fun. Just like sharing podcasts with your friends is fun. Take something that you like, share it with other people. Find a show like this that you like with multiple people and check out other things that the people are on. Like, for example, if you like listening to me, then you can check out playcomics.com. See what I'm doing over there. As we're recording this, the next episode to come out, I am looking at Galgo 13 Top Secret Episode with Corey Bird. Oh, hey. So... I had an audiobook come out this week. It's currently on Kobo, Chirp, Google Play. It's being released to a whole bunch of different platforms a little at a time. If you like sapphic polycules and psychics and ghosts and mysteries, murder mysteries, check it out. It's called Psychic City by Paige Turner. Narrated by me, recording as L.W. Salinas. I am very proud of it. And I hope you give it a listen. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows on the Guinea Geek Network. We have a sister podcast, basically, Capes on the Couch. They recently did an episode on Adam Warlock before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 came out. It's always a blast listening to their coverage of Marvel characters over there. Smoking and Drinking and Capes just dropped the DC movie property. It was the original Superman 1978. Apparently, don't go looking for your heroes when you're older in that one, but it, Christopher Reeve will still be the iconic Superman for me. Although Henry Cavill did a pretty good job with it, but they cover all sorts of comic book or superhero shows and movies over there. So check them out, Smoking and Drinking in Capes. And if you are a playthrough D&D style listener, Adventures in Aurelia, it's a really good show. I don't know if anybody here has listened to it, but Damien, the DM, does a phenomenal job editing those. And it's really like you're immersed in wherever you are with the soundscape. And he does a really good job DMing and, and recording so you get great sound quality and everything. So that's it at Adventures in Aurelia. Go check that out. Well, guys, that's it for me for this week. You guys, I guess... See us in two weeks. Woo! Bye. Bye-bye. Give all of your friends a big hug. If they're into that oh. kind of thing. Yeah. Ask for permission first. Yeah. I guess if they're your friends, you would already know, though. Well, sometimes people have days, you know? Yeah. True mm-hmm. All right. Bye. 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 Toodles. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. 
You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Cats woke me up at three in the morning again, but at least this time I don't have a migraine. Well, it's actually five in the morning, you know, East Coast time, so it's not that early. <laughs> Eurovision is today. I'm so excited. What is that? Eurovision? Okay, it's the European plus Israel and Australia. They all send a singer or a five-person group. There's five people allowed on the stage. And the semifinals were already this week. Today is the finals. And all these countries put on just their musical act. And uh, yeah, the, each, each country votes for who they want to win. They have judges and call in. Ukraine won last year, but on account of the war, Great Britain offered to host it for them. Okay. Yeah, it's it's incredibly campy and fun and I keep hearing it called like the gay olympics and stuff. It's pretty great. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Where do you find that? Peacock is has been showing it for the last couple of years. Okay. Been selling off outdoor lawn power equipment. Hmm to get it out of the garage and uh, to recoup some money to pay for my electric lawnmower that the batteries suck on. Oh, oh, that's all great. But I sold two mowers. One was for 200 and one was for 100. And the 100, the engine was blown. And I warned the guy. I was like, oh, geez. It's burning oil. It's leaking oil. And it's leaking gas. He's like, yeah. Oh, boy. I listed it for 200 just to try to see what I could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the guy offered me 80. I countered with 125. I should have countered with 150. Countered with 125. And uh, he goes back, I'll, I'll give you 100. I'm like, sold. And everything that's wrong with it. He's like, yep. He flips them. Yep. And so it's part of his business model to buy them, uh, clean them up, uh, do some minor maintenance on them and, and get them out. This will be the first one. And I'll never know what happened, but this will be the first one that the dude went ahead and uh, opened up the engine, I think. He's curious as to what's in there, but I'm pretty sure it's toast and needs to be rebuilt. But got rid of that. And then last night sold a string trimmer for 150 bucks. Woohoo! Yay! And I got a brand new one that's hanging on the wall. Yeah, the, the only one I've been hearing delays on is Blade right now. Yeah, there's been a couple of others. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but definitely Blade. Oh, Fantastic Four is, uh, of course, they're scheduled yeah. to go depending on yeah. how, how long the the strike mm-hmm. is. But, but I don't know about it. Reportedly, beyond this, I know a lot of shows have been getting canceled. 
The CW yeah. is actually canceling shows. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, they canceled like four or five. Yeah. The Winchesters and then the Walker the Walker Ranger. Thing. Which I has Jared Petalucky in it. So there are a lot of supernatural fans who went to that show because Jared. I'm just finishing up Space Force season two. I got two episodes left of that. I heard it it wasn't that great. But after that, I'm gonna go down Cobra Kai. Ooh, Cobra Kai. I've got most of the second season watch right now, and I did hear that it gets more into the tween stuff, which might not be in my wheelhouse, but I'm like eh. It's a little, but it's such a good show. Such a good show. I cannot wait for it to come back. Yeah, so I want to see that and and then I don't know what's next, but I'll be hitting the the streaming services because uh, I don't know who I've told amongst this, but I have officially cut the cord. I am on streaming only. And when my fiber got in, I <laughs> so I took the cable boxes into the cable store, thinking it was a cable store. It is no longer a cable store. So I go into the Spectrum store, thinking you know, stereotypical. There's going to be a kiosk that you bring these stuff in, and I walk in. And I'm in the middle of a mobile phone store. What? What? Uh, I didn't even know if they were going to take my equipment back. So I walked up to the counter and and the guy was like, yeah, so you're turning in your cable stuff. I'm like, yep. He didn't even try to keep me, you know, upsell me or keep me on their uh, plan or anything. He just, he took it. But yeah, it was, Spectrum is now a mobile phone company. And uh, I was just kind of shocked about that. But yeah, I'm, I'm all streaming now. Uh, I, I do have YouTube TV. I am uh, questioning why I need <laughs> YouTube TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also have over-the-air stuff. So if you've never heard of over-the-air DVRs, I have this Tableau over-the-air DVR, which basically you stick an antenna in, and, and it's it, kind of like old-style VCRs where you, know, you can record stuff and keep stuff. It's got a, a link to... A, a separate drive so i have a i think a one terabyte ssd on it right now and it's recording stuff in, and i get my nova shows that way but i also get nova on youtube tv so it's like eh, either way it's fine with me but in case of a storm and i lose internet i still have battery backups on my antenna on my tvs so i will be able to you know continue to see the weather warnings when they come in it kind mm-hmm. of scared the bejeebies out of me back in 2019 when we had the massive 20 tornadoes here and then the Derrico back up at the lake simultaneously, you know, within a couple of weeks of each other. So, yeah, I need to have as much information as long as I can have it before it goes off the air. We had tornado warnings this week. Yeah, you had some bad storms down there. Yeah, luckily... All we got, we got some rain. We got like tiny hail, like popcorn kernel size. And it rained for like two days straight. But no, we, we avoided, we avoided tornadoes. So that was good. Good. Being safe is good. So I'm, I'm now understanding the benefits of streaming because I have YouTube, I have the YouTube TV DVR wherever I can pick it up on, whether it's my phone or whatever. I was at a graduation party during the Kentucky Derby, and I don't follow horse racing, but I mean, the Kentucky Derby is like the horse race that you watch every year. 
I used to be mm-hmm. so into it when I was a kid because me and my best friend were horse girls. So we would like watch the Kentucky Derby and the Belmont and the Preakness and make snacks and stuff. I haven't watched it in, I don't know, like 20 years. Well, I kind of live close to Louisville, like within a two hour drive. So it's still kind of big around here. And Mm -hmm. so we're at the graduation party and I just popped up the phone. And actually my son-in-law is like, because I was going to go into the smoky garage because, you know, the smokers, uh, cigar, they were in the garage of this place. And I was like, I was going to go in there and watch it. And then my son-in-law is like, don't do that. Like, well, how am I going to watch the race? He's like, put it on your phone. We'll watch it right here. So I did. I put it on the phone via YouTube TV and and we watched the race and saw Mage one and it was an incredible race and everything. But I watched it, but I didn't stay home to watch the two minutes of the race or whatever. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm enjoying that sort of stuff now. And then, you know, when I'm out, I can set different things to record on the app on my phone if I'm going to miss it, whatever. So I haven't really used it too much, but and the one detriment is the DVR is nine months. So after nine months, they just automatically delete the recording. That's the one thing that I have, because there's some like Nova episodes that I wouldn't mind having for a long time, or maybe, you know, a a game um, like around here, the girls like the Bengals. So it'd be nice to save like the Super Bowl game for a while or whatever but it's all you get is nine months so is it joe burrow because i hear he's very cute so all the girls in cincinnati are head over heels for joe burrow it's like macaulay culkin in in an adult without the you know the bad stuff that happened to macaulay culkin right Mm -hmm. so all the girls are just swooning over him but all of them to a t are like oh no he's got a girlfriend I'm not, I'm not going to get in the middle of that. I'm like, that's actually pretty okay. I, I can respect that. All right. You're respecting the girlfriend. I like it. Yeah. But he does look exactly like Macaulay Culkin. So you, you basically have Macaulay Culkin playing in the NFL. <laughs> I realize they're two different people, but I take one look at it. It's him. the third Culkin brother. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's, God. <laughs> no, there's already three. Really? Yeah. Uh, Rory is the one that everyone forgets. Well, he's the fourth then. Yeah, like there's supposed to be three Hemsworth. So anyway, I'm I'm enjoying it. I I'm pretty sure Lauren, you've been on streaming for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. I borrow my best friend's Hulu. She has Hulu Live. I borrow it every now and then for like, like I was watching AEW All Access on it. But pretty much yeah. streaming takes care of most of the things that I. Yeah, the oldest one is called Luke. Luke Hemsworth. He's oh, the yeah, forgotten he is one. the oldest, oldest, isn't he? Hmm. Yeah, he's I the oldest. Chris was the oldest. Okay. So did I. I don't know if we're going to see Chris in much more anyway. I think he's, he's trying to enjoy life while he's got it. Yep. I can't blame him. It's like Daniel Radcliffe. I love how Daniel Radcliffe's like, okay, I got all this Harry Potter money. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to be in this. Victorian horror thing. I'm going to be a corpse. I'm going to be Weird Al. Like, I no, I'm I'm happy for it. him. Elijah Wood does kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. He does mostly like indie horror stuff now, and I'm like, good for you. 
I just, I love when people are like, okay, I've, you know, I've made the money. Now I get to do what I want. And it's like, good for you. And every one of them is better than Tom Cruise. Just saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood are two different people. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. So did I, did I ever tell you about my idea that I wish they would do? No. I want, I want them to make a movie with Daniel Radcliffe and Elijah Wood in the lead. The thing is, I want them to play the same character and they just switch them out every couple of scenes. No rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. Apparently they both have that problem and they just like roll with it. Yeah. Have they been in anything together? No. No. That would be, that would kind of be epic. It would be. And regardless of your idea or not, it would be epic if they would co-lead a movie or something. I mean, maybe, maybe they could do an Ocean's Eleven reboot between the two of them or, you know, or something like that, where it's an ensemble movie and they're like two of the leads. Yeah, that'd be cool. And the police can't decide like which one's guilty because they both look alike and (laughs) All the eyewitnesses' <laughs> accounts are just awful. Oh, it can't that be would relied. Rule. Yes, <laughs> can't be relied on. That'd be nice. We just learned that there's an Amazon return outlet by us, so I'm going to explore that while Kaylee's off doing stuff today. I've never been in one, but that would uh, that would intrigue me. But you'll have to tell us afterwards how the pricing is. Oh, I know how the pricing is right now because they have a big old sign out front. Friday and Saturday, everything is $7 and then it goes down a dollar every day. They're closed on Thursday so they can reload for Friday. So it could be something that's thousands of dollars and it's just $7. In theory, I guess. Well, the pickers probably are there right away and get there. Oh, yeah. Open. Yeah. So interesting. All right. I'm going to keep my voice down so nobody accidentally hears me say this inside the house. So the reason why I will be sparse this fall is my daughter is pregnant and is due around Thanksgiving time frame. Aww. Yeah. Congrats. So, Have you decided on your title? If you're going to be Gramps, Grandpa, Pop, Pop. It's interesting that you bring that up because that's like the first thing that they brought up. Okay, now does, what does everybody want to talk? But no, I'm serious. Think about your title because. Uh, grandpa. It, it, I just went with the scenario. I was like, okay, if I want to be like my grandparents, which I cared for, I just, grandpa, grandpa's fine. Or whatever yeah. the kid ends up calling. Grandpa's Aww. fine. My, uh, one of my former coworkers, her granddaughter, when she was learning to talk, she started, you know, by saying Dada. But then she kept doing variations of that for people. So she started calling my coworker, her grandmother, Dodo. And she's like, we are not doing that. You can call me Didi. So my coworker was Didi. My parents are Nana and Papa. It does suck a little bit because it's the realization that you are indeed getting older. I mean, you're now a grandparent, so... And I'm thinking back to how old I think my grandparents were when I was growing up and I'm kind of the same age now. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm 30, you know, 
<laughs> but I'm not. I'm way over 50, so yeah. No, I still feel like 28. Yeah. I, obviously, I'm not. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I could do everything I did at 28. No, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, no. Turns out, no. No. I can't stay up all night like I used to. I can't work oh, out like God. I used to. Can't, can't eat, like eat an I entire bag of pizza rolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, Chris, you eat all the cake you want. You're going to be working out to pay it off. I don't want to eat all the cake. Exactly. She does make really good cake, though, so I do kind of want to eat all the cake. You told I us I was this. thinking of making... I saw this... Okay, so I follow Dylan Morrow's TikTok channel. He, he does cooking like vintage recipes and stuff. Some of them are great. Some of them are terrible. One of them was really easy, and all you do is you get a can of pumpkin and mix it in with like Betty Crocker spice cake mix, roll it into balls and then cook that. And it makes this kind of cake cookie pumpkin spice thing. And it sounded really good. So I'm thinking of doing that for while I watch Eurovision. That's the singing one, right? Yes. yes. Uh, the gay Olympics. There was a whole big conversation about that before you showed up, Chris. Yeah. I am excited. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2023. Glad that I could still break Michelle every once in a while. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, I was just... Oh, my God. I was just happy to get her to... Re she literally recorded it and left for, for college in January. Like, it was it was the her holiday break, her uh, Christmas break, and then, like, the last five minutes she was in, I was like, Get over here. You need to record this. She's like, okay. I should have known. <laughs> anyway. I need to have her record that. Re-record that. We're still live, by the way. I just, every time I hear that, it's like, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is blah, 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 blah. And then, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 <laughs> through 2023. And it's, really, it's really funny to me. It's, it's my daughter that did it, by the way. It's really funny because she is on a cruise. She just got on a cruise today. So Ooh. she flew down to Cocoa Beach uh, last night and they left on a cruise. Her and her, her boyfriend as a graduation from college present for him. Uh, they're on a cruise for five days in the Caribbean. So uh, it's it's just really I was listening to that and, and knowing her happy bubbly voice, especially when she was talking about the cruise and everything, and then just going, "Legends of Shield is copyright twenty thirteen So I'll try to get that fixed in a couple of weeks, guys. All right, bye. <laughs>